Hello friends, my name is Sumpia Masilo and welcome you to another episode of The Real Tea on Self Love. On today's episode, I have a friend of mine, Khadija Muleli, who is a creative legal scholar and digital content creator. You can find her on all socials at Kmuleli, on YouTube at Kmuleli and on her podcast, It Might Get Uncomfortable. Please enjoy this conversation between myself and Khadija Muleli all about love and relationships. What is Khadija? What is a Khadija? Ooh, chat. <laughs> a work of art for sure. Um, I don't know. I am definitely a creative in all spheres, really. I love music. I create my own music. Um, will I ever publish it? Only God knows, because I'm very scared about that. But um, yeah, I do art, I paint, I sculpt, I do the whole nine. I'm a digital content mm. creator, um, a visual artist, like I said. Um, and and aesthetic, that's the word. Yeah, I love pretty things. I love pretty things. Yeah. And then outside of that, I'm definitely a legal scholar, teacher, okay. lawyer, say hello, mm. say what's up. Teacher lawyer, I love the law. Um, of when I found that, that's when I knew, okay, yeah, this is definitely my purpose, you know, one yeah. of my purposes, because you know. Um, and then besides that, I practice spirituality and not just the Instagram TikTok nonsense, <laughs> like actually practice spirituality as well as African spirituality. I feel like they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I I that's me man that's me i like that i like the like the balance between like the art and the law because art is very creative like it's very like outside of the mm-hmm. box and law is very structured yeah. it's very black and white so i like how very, yes like it's it's a full definition of just a multi-dimensional human being i yeah, really enjoy that people always wonder why like how i balance it all like how am i able to enjoy being a creative as well as an academic at the same time because you know we grow up being told that like it's either you're one or the other you know Mm. you can literally be both you can Mm. literally be both passionate about both even like people are like no which one is are you passionate about more blah 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 no man I love law and I love creation like I love being creative equally I was literally I could never pick one exactly I was saying this to someone yesterday that like being human isn't a black and white activity. There's so many shades of gray in between that we all mm. ignoring and that we're all trying to like box into mm. either side. And you're right, you can genuinely mm. be both. There's no need to say, I'm a creator, so I'm only going to stick mm. to this. Or I'm a legal yeah. scholar, so I'm only going to stick to this. And you can yeah. mix it in. Another thing about being human that's very multi-dimension is the topic we're speaking about today, love. Mm-hmm. That's a very in the crazy. <laughs> yeah. When you when you is... think about love and relationships, what constitutes as a healthy foundation? In friendships or in romantic partnerships? Either way, however you okay, feel the so... best to define it. Well, one is not, love is one of the most um, difficult things to define. Like it, it doesn't, it barely has any definition. But um, besides that, um, I think in friendship, I think I've experienced the most pure form of love in my friendships. 
like outside of my family definitely my friendships and i feel like it's love is definitely a feeling of if i could give it one like kind of definition is definitely the feeling of safety you know mm-hmm. um having someone who you can call home whether they're your partner or your friend but somewhere where you know you'll never be judged you'll never be um you know what's the word english is so hard like you'll never feel afraid to be vulnerable around that person mm. true love whether it's in a friendship sense or in a romantic sense and i have to emphasize that because people only think about the romantic sense and you know i feel like the 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 importance of love and friendships is often overlooked so mm. yeah in both i feel like it's th- that safe space for you and i think um love is just oh, it's so beautiful i don't even have the words for it but outside of that i just think that love is love is home more than anything it's definitely home it's definitely where you feel your best self at mm-hmm. where you know that when however you come you are going to be accepted however you feel it's going to be accepted nothing will ever be invalidated where love is you know mm-hmm. so yeah that's so true i also feel like some of the best types of love i've experienced come from friends like i don't know there's something mm. so pure about like that platonic love where like there's no intent there's no i don't know like th- that thing where like i need to outdo you or there's no competition in it or um, absolutely none like i don't know there's something sometimes i feel when you're in a romantic relationship that love mm. is always underlined by some sort of issues that don't need to be there it's always like no this person is going to do something so i'm going to do this before they do that whereas like in exactly. a platonic love it's kind of just like you like me i like you let's just rock it out and see what happens you know there's no like pre-entered malice if that makes sense yeah there's no end goal you know yeah there's an end goal yeah. with 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 romantic relationships it, it always feels like okay we're going to date we're going to get married we're going to have this we're gonna... it's like no how about you love me i love you and that's that like let's just keep it going the marriage if that's what you want comes if the, the kids the travel the all of that it comes along the way mm. the same way the, i feel like the organicness of platonic relationships is often lost in romantic relationships unless you and your partner you you and your partner actively make the decision to be like you know what man we're not going to force anything we're not going to try and um base our relationship off of the fact that we want to get married because that's what a lot of people do they're like no i'm not just going to be in a relationship for the sake of being in a relationship now i want to get married i want to do all these things and it's like yeah those things will come listen those things will come but rushing them giving them a time stamp you will sit in a lot of heartbreak waiting on a proposal that is so true instead of so loving your partner as everything comes and goes you will sit there waiting on a proposal instead of just loving your partner and mm. guess what the more you force it the slower it comes mm. it's like yeah. and I, i said this yesterday as well because i was talking to my cousin i was like you can't keep chasing things what happens when you chase something it runs why because you're chasing it so stop chasing it exactly 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 just let it come uh, naturally to you yeah. and also just like in romantic relationships we forget that you know it's it's just meant to be a genuine thing of love and it's kind of like i expect mm-hmm. a b and c 
And it's also like we allow so many other external forces to determine what our relationships romantically are meant to look like. Whereas platonic mm. is kind of like, there's no expectations whatsoever. We just click because exactly. friends. I feel like that's normally why, I don't know, platonic relationships become so pure as opposed to romantic mm. relationships. So maybe it's just our generation that's causing it to be that way. I mean, every generation has its faults when it comes to love, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like with our generation of parents, because I've realized that a lot of us have divorced parents. Mm-hmm. And it's very women. Someone says like, no, my parents, and they mean their mom and dad by birth is like their parents. Like, it's very, it's very, oh, really? That's so cool. You know, um, I think if you look at the previous generation, then you would say that sometimes people got married too early or stuff like that. You look at our grandparents' generation. Our grandparents have had, especially our grandmothers have had to go through, excuse my French, but some bullshit <laughs> because <laughs> your husband has cheated on you 58 times, but you're still there because Begazela. What? No. Hey, because like no. Um, you know? Yeah. Do you think that like we've some more importance on platonic relationships than you do on romantic relationships? Okay. Um... I want to say yes and no. I feel like when you're younger, um, especially like in high school, because everyone is fleeting. It's always come and go. When it comes to platonic friendships, you don't really place that importance because also you're constantly told, no, your friends are not going to last, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So we end up spending a lot of our university slash adult life trying to find that 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 friendship group because you know you just feel like friends are so important so I think that in a way yes also because you get tired of niggas and they're bullshit <laughs> you get tired of the the nonsense that comes with relationships at times you know because mm. um, people don't know how to relationship and I mean everyone's view of a, a good relationship is different yes yeah but I just think that when you're young Oh, people are just oh, people are just so full of nonsense, man. And you, eventually, you get tired of constantly going in and out of relationships. You're just like, you know what, now I'm just going to focus on loving me, loving my friends, and that's when platonic friendship becomes more important than romantic friendship. Until you're in your twenties and you're like, okay, um, I'm supposed to be a, get married when I'm 25. Might as well start dating again properly now. Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely my view. I get that. I get that. I feel like also, but also I feel like we put too much pressure on ourselves to be like, I want to get married at this age. I want to be like wife, kids, and yeah. like partner at this age. I was like, calm down, relax, just have fun, like chill. You know, speaking exactly, of, oh, exactly suck the-, the fun out of relationships. One thing that for yes. some people is fun in relationships is definitely the topic of sex, and. I say some people obviously because we have to like you know correlate the fact that there are asexual people who just don't enjoy having sex and there are people who choose to wait till they have sex but for those who do have sex right in relationships how important would you say having that in a relationship is and when you say like it's important it's not important you know it plays a role doesn't play a role why do you also like factor it in the value that you factor it as okay so Personally, I feel like sex should never be the foundation of physical intimacy in your relationship. Never. Okay. If you say that you're in a 
you and your partner have such great intimacy you if you're just talking about sex that's not great intimacy babe, okay you know before you carry on can you please mm. explain because i like i like i find this so interesting because a lot of people will be like sex shouldn't be the foundation of a relationship this is the first time i'm ever hearing someone say sex shouldn't be the foundation of intimacy can you like explain yeah. what do you mean okay so in terms of obviously everyone has different love languages period mm-hmm. but i still feel like everyone has the space to be loved in all the love languages you know of right like physical mm-hmm. touch words of affirmation quality time acts of service and gift giving we mm-hmm. all have elements of each to some outweigh others right cool so in terms of like physical physical touch slash physical intimacy um if the only good experience of physical intimacy you have with your partner is having sex that is not good intimacy cuz that just means you guys just want each other's bodies there's nothing wrong with constantly wanting to you know do the do whatever bamba your cool. person mm-hmm. exactly but can you guys actually chill and watch a movie cuddling without it leading to one thing or another you know mm. can you have those days where you're just like no nah, today is just not the day and your partner doesn't get mad at you for not wanting to be sexually active with them at that mm. at that moment right can you actually spend t- like for example if um one partner's on their period and the other isn't is it now a problem for you guys to hang out because umuntu's on their period it should never be like that ibile like i i personally feel like even in those moments you can fully love your partner and spend time with them and still be physically um attracted to them like or not even yeah. attracted but have that physical bond so can you actually sit or can you actually like hold hands and it's comfortable sit in comfortable silence skin to skin like just you know intimacy without all of that stuff like that that is what um physical intimacy should be you should be able to spend time with your partner around them without having to go that far I do agree yeah. with you. Sex can't be the like highlight of your intimacy in your relationship. Yeah. Like what what does your partner mean to you besides all that, man? Like, you know. Yeah, like is your partner yeah. more than just a walking sex toy to you? <laughs> exactly. A lot yeah, of people you're definitely no, right. Let's be honest. A lot of people are in you guys kind of need to go back into your relationships and kind of ask each other like are you more than just a walking sex toy to me because if you're exactly. not you must ask your partner why are we doing this because if 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 that's all that it is that isn't going to be i would like to you if you don't work on it it's not going to last exactly i'm saying it with my chest now if you do not work on it it is not going to last because constant and i don't mean this this is in every case this is not mm-hmm. in every single case that exists but um um I lost my train of thought. ADHD, <laughs> let's go. Um um oh, in a lot of cases where people constantly feel like they want to have sex all the time and there's nothing else. Sometimes that could be an element of underlying trauma. You could be mm-hmm. an addict. Like mm-hmm. it is so easy to become an addict and you know. So, you know, yeah but i feel like it's something that everyone should work on and you know you should you should, you should people should be vocal about it to their partners i agree and i also feel like i don't know for me 
when you find yourself in that situation mm-hmm. where you feel like you constantly need to have sex, I kind of want to suggest like have sex with yourself. At the end of the day, you are still a person in a relationship with you. You know, have sex with yourself. Exactly. Figure out okay, can I actually maintain this high sexual aptitude with myself? You know, or with is myself. There, is there something underlying, like you said, that I actually need to deal with? Because not even I can obtain what I'm trying to, you know, make someone else. Mm. Someone else's poor mm. child, you know, keep up with. I'm necessary, if mm. we're being honest. So I feel like... Because also, you can't force a person. No, you can't. You really can't. I think mm. like, sex is... Yeah. It's important, but it's also not important, if that makes sense. I think, oh, no, definitely, I think it is an important thing in a relationship, especially to learn each other's bodies, to, yeah. you know, understand one another in that level, et cetera, et cetera, because it obviously always needs to get better, can't be stagnant mm. the same mm-hmm. all the time. So it's definitely an important part, it's an important part of the relationship. It's not the most, it can't be pivotal, though, you know? Yeah, it can't be the relationship. Our whole relationship can't be just based on the fact that we have good sex and sexually compatible. Okay, great. Every day, every day. <laughs> every day, every day. No. No, man. Like, let's pause. Go to the gym now. Enough. Let's do some other times of exercises because, wow. This is, it's, it's too much. It gets too much. Do you think that, like... Yeah, man. Like, almost still remaining on this topic. Do you think that, like, people are naturally sexually compatible or do you think it's something that you work on i don't know if that makes sense that question makes sense in my personal experience child i think it should be natural you should never force that shit like no i feel like for the best possible i guess sex like when the intimate, like when the physical and sexual attraction is natural, that is when it's the best because you don't have to, you don't have to teach yourself to be attracted to it. Because let's be honest, mm. if it's not there, you're gonna have to teach yourself to mm. be sexually attracted to a person. Whereas when it's natural, you just like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, mm. and already then the chemistry is even better because. Sex has a lot of elements, man. Like it has nat- it has chemistry, has natural attraction. It there's attraction, there's physical attraction, there's mm-hmm. emotional attraction. There's just so many layers to it, and how how good it gets. Mm-hmm. So I feel like yeah, there should be a natural chemistry between you and your partner for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's possible yeah. to like fall in love with someone and there be absolutely no? sexual compatibility whatsoever oh yes definitely uh yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i've never yeah. been in that situation that's why, like i'm so curious to find out that from other people like is this like oh i've definitely been in one of those situations definitely which is why i don't believe in sex before marriage oh sex after marriage i'm sorry don't kill me <laughs> but i'm a christian don't fight me but imagine you're so in love with this person there's all these great things but then the sex is bad. Oh, you're not, she's just not sexually attracted to him. But you find yourself maybe sexually attracted to other people. Then you know, oh, you're shit. You know? It's mm. like that. Because it's not nice. It's really not, like, like I said, it shouldn't be the foundation of your relationship, obviously. Sure. But it is yeah. an important element. So yeah. if it's not there, then it's, I don't want to say it's pointless, but it kind of is. It kind of, yeah, what is the biggest lesson learned? about giving and receiving love 
Oh, man. First of all, that is, it's definitely different for different people, okay? Um, and not just in general. I'm talking about, like, you love your friends differently. You mm-hmm. love your friend. You, lo- you have a certain friend or friends that you love and you spend time with and you do things for differently, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. But um, in terms of giving love, I have learned that I'm very... I'm, it's much easier for me to... Ah, actually. <laughs> in friendships. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, I get... You have to talk to yourself. Friendships. Yeah. In friendships, it is a, it's so easy for me to give and even receive love in my friendships. It's so easy because it's just, it happens for me naturally, organically. Also yeah. because it, it, it feels less scary. It mm-hmm. feels a lot less scary. So, um, yeah. Um, Why in is terms that? Because I feel like you're not the only person who finds it less scary to give and receive platonically. Like we said like we said in the beginning, right, it's that whole thing of there's less expectations in mm. platonic friendships than they are in, re- in romantic relationships. So I know that um, me showing my friends love, appreciation, affection, whatever, it doesn't have any other reasoning. Like there's, not, there's, no, yeah. there's nothing more to it than show me I love you, you know? Yeah. When it comes to, when it comes to romantic relationships, sometimes it can seem like you're doing, like to another person, it can seem like you're doing A, B, C, D for a reason. Like for example, you buy your partner flowers, right? Mm-hmm. In my case, I guess. I buy my partner flowers or a gift. Anyone, you buy mm-hmm. my part, I buy my partner flowers. Cool. There's always that, oh, why did you do this? How, but can I not just buy you flowers? <laughs> because I wanted to. You know, like, <laughs> because I wanted to, you know? Like, or maybe I cook you food. Oh, mm, what do you want to do? Like, literally, I want you to eat. Need to eat. Can I do food? Like, you know, there's always like a, oh, you're definitely doing this because you have something to gain. No. Oh. Like, I'm just genuinely showing affection. Like, damn, you know. Whereas if my friends and I, like, for example, that other that other week, right, we said, got called and they were like um let's go for lunch we went for lunch there was no question asked like there was no question we ate we had good chops and that was that right Mm -hmm. you say to your partner sometimes oh let's go on a date why but what do you mean not not even why but they were like oh why why like what happened is there any special occasion we need to eat we need to eat (laughs) we're going on an outing what do you mean we need to eat yeah we need to eat, have a conversation, we need to spend time together. We need to bond. Like, that's really all that it is, mm-hmm. you know? So that is why, and, and I'm, not at fault. I'm not saying that it's only my partner at fault. I also ask questions when you do things for me as my partner. Like, what are you doing? Why? You know? Because it's like, what do you want from me? You know, there's that question of, hey, man, there's something going on here. But, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I think that that's, biggest lesson I've learned that it's easier to receive and give love in my platonic friendships than it is in my romantic relationships but it's also trauma it's also very much trauma because um even with my friendships things for me because obviously Motu has gone has been bullied before so obviously like at some point you're like I just don't trust anyone and I don't think everyone has pure intentions until you have good friends that show you that 
no man, a person can really have genuine intentions with you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and for you, I feel like for me, I've like also this is because my mom. My mom gives me all of these gifts, and I've always said this. My mom's the reason I'm a shaka house guy first and foremost. And one thing my mom always tells me is how whatever's inside is automatically reflected on the outside. So I feel like because I'm a better friend to myself mm. than I am a partner to myself, it's easier for me to give and receive love platonically than it is Ooh. romantically. Um, but I'm I'm learning, like one thing I've learned about giving and Come receiving love. I need to coach you on that. <laughs> like, I, and I need to, like, and that's the thing, I'm learning. Like, I'm, I'm definitely learning to start with me, to give and receive the love that I want from me. So that I can accommodate other people around mm-hmm. me as well. Because a lot of the times I feel like, mm-hmm. I don't know, for me, like I'm learning that I, I tend to love people a little bit too forcefully in a way that doesn't suit them because I still haven't studied myself yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking around like kind of very confused. It's, exactly. it's a lot that goes on out here in this world, guys. I don't recommend coming outside. But also, I recommend mm-hmm. how else you're going to learn when you come on the outside. Let's be very honest. Maybe put the one half of your body outside in one half. Just- <laughs> <laughs> you, know. you know. Also, another thing that I've learned about giving and receiving love is that I don't know anything. Like, Love is for me that I'm stupid, guys. I'm a whole fool. You don't really know anything until you're in that situation. There's been so many times where, like, before at a younger age, I'd be like, no, yes. if I ever find myself in that situation, I would do X, Y, Z, A, B, and C. I don't like platonically or in a romantic relationship. But then when I'm in that actual situation, because you have so much love for that person, you also end up having so much empathy. You're like empathy for that person. You're like. I can't do you the way I said I was going to do you. Like, it's just, clearly, um, I, I actually don't know what I, I wanted back then. But now that I'm in the situation, I realize, but you're also just a human. I get it. It's like we're cheating. I, I always hope, like, right, if I ever get cheated on, don't let me find out because I do not know what I'm going to do. Like, <laughs> before, like my, instant, my instant reaction or my instant, um, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, thought is leave like I'm a leave but then I think about it and I'm like say you've been like I feel like it's easier to leave if the relationship is still fresh then I do it like if it's only been like six months mm-hmm. bruh okay whatever mm-hmm. but if I think about it in the sense that me and this person have been together for maybe say three years that's a long that's a long, that's a long time. time that's a long time so for example it's this instance where it's been three years and there's never been an instance of cheating and it's the first time it happens I do not think I'd leave immediately. Realistically speaking, I do not think I'd leave immediately. Like, not much you've built for me to just say, huh, because you cheated. <laughs> like, I feel like, okay, if it's you made out with someone, I can forgive that. Like, <laughs> I get it. Like, I can forgive that. I can. I feel like I'd genuinely be able to forgive that. It would be different if it was, then, no. Let me, I, I actually can't unsee let that. Let me one. actually ask on like that one the is, other on the other side of it because I feel like we don't actually consider this a lot because cheating is like almost like a case by case type of situation. We have to look at it. Honestly speaking, would you ever cheat? And I, I feel like it's easy to be like, nah, no, but like if you really think me? about it, yes. Personally, I 
can't see myself ever doing that because because let me not say never ne? i'd like mm. to think that i'd never do it because mm. i've seen what it does to the person on the other side mm-hmm. you see i've seen it with hey, let me not expose people because they say man but i've seen it with a couple people in my personal life what it does to the person who's been cheated on mm. and yo yo it breaks them it breaks that other person and i never want to be the source of someone's pain like that yeah so ideally i'd hope to never do it i'd hope to never do it and if i ever do differently god hmm. would you ever cheat in time hi brad no i i think that shit's in the grave like if if my conscience is eating me up yeah nah. mm-hmm. but if it's not i'm keeping quiet i'm sorry it sounds extremely bad but I'd rather it hurts me than it hurts you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Especially if I know no one else knows except the person I did it with, mm-hmm. then I'm fine with it. Like I'd rather I'd rather let it eat me up than see my partner wrecked like that. No. No, hey, I'm taking it to the grave. Especially if I didn't tell my friends, I didn't tell anyone. Like, because then it's a lot easier to deny. If, if, yeah. if that other person ever decides yeah no your person cheated on cheated on you with me but my friends didn't know my family didn't know no one knew that i did everyone's gonna look at you like you're crazy because no i didn't <laughs> did you cheat no you know but if it's a case where you're papile that's why like if it's a case where papile and i told my friends yo brah i would just admit it <laughs> like uh-uh. unless my friends say now nah, we have your back then you see but I just, you see, do you see how much work cheating comes with? Yeah. Which is why I just don't do it. Mm. Look how the logistics of it, of it are just, whereas you could be happy at home and chilling instead of. Would you, it. do you think no. you have good or bad friends? Like if your friends keep quiet about the fact that you're cheating, are they good or bad friends? In the sense that your friends are not your partner's friends, they're good friends because they're being loyal to you. But yeah, if but... it's one of the cases where you and your partner have a certain friend group that y'all share, then they're bad friends to your partner, and they they're bad friends to you because, like, if 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 the friends both belong not belong, but you know, if the friends are both you and your partners, right? Mm-hmm. They betray betraying both of you by saying anything. Like, if they say something, they're betraying you, but at the same time, it's good for you and your relationship. And then if they don't say anything, it's bad for your partner, and also it's what does that mean like that's not a good thing to have which is what i'm saying just don't cheat period like that comes with so much work oh so no true. so true oh, no one has the stamina and time no. for that absolutely no. not no i agree would you me. ever cheat and tell would i ever cheat and tell mm. sure i feel like mm. if like my 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 conscious would just have me tell because my conscious like i can't be the one to decide that you're staying in a lie you know you need to decide whether or not mm. you still want to stay and i have to be honest with you and if you decide that yeah. you need to leave then that's Agreed. that's me i did that you know i'm the one who put you in a position where yeah you decided to leave and that you have every right to leave and if you decide to stay you know then i hope you really can make it work you know yeah i just i just i feel like I, i need to tell you so that you can make that decision for yourself because i don't own you 
and I can't yeah. have you here on yeah. the premise of a lie. I definitely agree because I do the same thing. Like I, I definitely feel like if it's a situation, my conscience would eat me up. I'm not not gonna tell you, bruh. But um, I'll definitely tell you. But I have no right to grovel and beg you to stay when I know I'm going to fuck up. Like there's mm-hmm. no, I have no, I have no leg to stand on. I have no leg to stand on. No matter how long we've been together, I have no leg to stand on because that is disrespectful to you. That is disrespectful to what we built. That is disrespectful to the person that you are and the person that I am. And that is disrespectful to our partnership and everything we've built. So me going out and messing up and then coming back and be like, no, baby, please stay because I'm... Yeah, I messed up. And if you choose to leave, that is perfectly fine i will be wrecked yes but at the end of the day i have like the basis of an argument to beg you to stay is not there mm-hmm. no matter how long we've been together like there is there's nothing right about cheating there's not like you could never give me a reason good enough i'm i say if you think about it if you ever think about cheating tell your partner because mm. there is an underlying issue there is mm. an underlying issue behind it. It's never just you just want to go cheat unless you're just a bad person and you know, yeah. But but I feel like there's always an underlying issue, and you and your partner can always deal with that together because it mm-hmm. won't hurt them. At least mm-hmm. you told like they'll be like, damn, like what do you mean? But then at the end of the day, there's going to be that comfort in I'm so glad you told me instead of going out and doing me dirty. Yeah. So yeah. And you know what? Like yeah. Speaking from experience, building a relationship from like cheating, it's not easy, honestly speaking. Like having to now start that foundation of trust again, and it takes time. And anyone who's in that situation, good luck. Wish you all the best. Um, Wish you all the best, you. <laughs> and also just like understanding that like, you you need to have patience. For yourself and mm. for your partner because and your partner wow. needs to get have the have the understanding that you do need time yeah yes mm. and i've space. been on the other side i've been on the other side yeah it, it, as in the other woman quote unquote i've been i've been there um, wait pause my brain is going <laughs> okay i need to I okay you. there's your partner is the being cheated on and the person who cheated with like yes the person your partner cheated with i've been there even though with okay yeah um and you know what in the case that 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 i was the other woman or whatever um it was definitely because one the person who cheated their relationship wasn't healthy so i was just like yeah i feel no guilt because y'all are in a toxic relationship and you need to work on that period so i'm not doing any damage really like y'all mm-hmm. already don't have a good foundation like the relationship is toxic as hell so i'm not even gonna do i'm barely gonna do anything to it because you know so i also feel like as as the person who who was the 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 the, the what the extra in the show <laughs> if i could put it like that yes. the person who has the extra in the show it's definitely like i felt no guilt because of the fact that the person who was in the relationship was already not in a they weren't in a good space period in their relationship and i was just like i'm not here to provide you comfort for the tragedies of your relationship 
mm. I'm just here to have spend time with somebody and that I like and then that's that period right um which is great and I definitely don't believe in that whole thing you're no they left their partner for me what makes you think they won't leave them they won't leave you for someone else what ma- what makes you think that you know mm-hmm. I also don't believe that they left their partner for me ravish because you can easily leave me you can like for someone oh, else exactly yeah but I feel like if it was a situation where someone was in like for me it's like meh it's one of those stories and it sounds bad I know shoot me for it it's fine it's one of those stories that you can't be a homewrecker if the homeowner let you in and showed you the cupboards and where everything goes and where the sugar stays and where the pots and pans go <laughs> like no you are a homewrecker if you force yourself into that house. If you break in and you're like, me, I want you. I don't care. Wow, wow, wow. If you're just like, oh, you're pretty cool. I like you, but I, you're in a relationship. Sure. You're just yeah. a, 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 I, I get that. I've never like, I heard that analogy before. And I like, I, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, okay, so now I feel like I'm trading light between like, are you sure it's not a homewrecker? But it's also not a homewrecker because you got invited like, to the okay. home. So if, yeah, if, if the owner invited you in, are you, can they call the cops on you for breaking and entering? They it can't. Really you, you, I knocked, I knocked you, unlocked the door and the burglar gates and you said, come in. And you showed me where everything stays in the house. So now right? I have a question. Like, it's a situation where, <laughs> like mm-hmm. in, in the like classic homewrecker type of situation, now mm-hmm. I kind of want to be like, if let's say like a nigga comes and yang Shela and I say no, maybe that's the first few times, and then after a while I end up agreeing and I sleep with him. Well, for seats, that's a home wrecker. That's a home wrecker. Well, for seats. You see, if if you're being forced out of your home or or someone is forcing themselves into your home, then definitely that's a classic home wrecker situation but if it's a situation where you told the person that you like them and then you acknowledge that they're in a relationship and you keep it pushing then sure like okay cool and but then they still choose to let you in they're like actually mm, fuck my relationship come mm-hmm. here then it's like you're the shady bitch you know mm-hmm. whereas it's a situation where this person is like absolutely not like miajola and funi stay there and then you still find that you keep on knocking and knocking and knocking and knocking. You know, if something irritates you and you just let it pass because it was irritating you. Yeah. That's a homework situation. Okay. Yeah. But in general, that. in general, don't make a person cheat on their partner, guys. That is bad. It's really bad. Can you, like, as the other person, can you get hurt? Like, do you do you hold? If you catch feelings, yeah. If you catch feelings, you definitely yeah, will. Yeah, do you, you hold doing? any? Do you hold any like right to verbalize that pain and to kind of put that person in a situation where I have to be in a relationship to try and fix this pain of yours? Not like necessarily be in a relationship with you, but like I have to actually sit down and try and fix this pain of yours as if we were in a relationship. Like, do you hold any grounds? I to, like put that other person hmm. in that situation, the person who's now cheating with you that is in a relationship i feel like okay you can get your feelings involved and feelings hurt if that person also make gives you the false promise of something being there definitely also because sometimes you get to, you you 
gullible when you like a person, man. You get you get dumb and you believe anything they say just because you like them. Mm-hmm. So on that on that premise that you know they convince you that there could be something there, then definitely right. Um, but and this is not like because I know some people would be like, okay, but what about like you being polyamorous and blah 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 blah. I'm speaking from a situation where someone is monogamous, right? Um, where yeah, but they they've given you this false promise that something's going to be there, blah 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 blah. If you get hurt that's perfectly valid because mm-hmm. this person lied to you and you know you're like damn but i thought you know but at the same time as the person on the other side i don't think you should ever yeah cheating is a very big yo brah hi i feel like like it's a topic of its own you know what we're gonna have another episode you and i where we just speak on on cheating that's that's all we're gonna you know what with We'll do it on and might get uncomfortable for those of you who yes. don't know I do have my own podcast. I'm gonna do an unshamed um sophomore right now. So it might get uncomfortable, available on Spotify, Apple Music, and Anchor Radio. So yeah. Guys, please tune in. I listened to a few episodes of Might Get Uncomfortable and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I absolutely loved it. Like wow. Yes. Please. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. How has love? Like good, healthy love helps shape you into who you are. Ah man, it's been the most toxic. Um, self love, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, hey man, it is. It has made my life a lot more peaceful. Once I learned how to love myself, I'm constantly still doing that because I'm a changing human. I'm constantly changing myself. So the ways I love myself are always going to be changing as well. But um, it has made my life a lot more peaceful. Being at peace with myself and in love with myself has just made love, love and life in general a lot more peaceful. For example, I am a person who struggles with mental health. It was a lot worse about two years ago. Wait, three years, two, three years ago. It was a lot worse. Um, terrible, actually. And, you know, something made me realize that, hey, dude, wake up. Yeah. Wake up and find yourself again because you've lost your way. Um, and that's something I go through quite often, but not in the, in the, in the huge drastic way that it did about three years ago. Um, and I had to remind myself of who I was, what I liked, what I didn't like, um, things I have grown to like, things that have always um, brought me joy, brought me um, happiness, just all of that brought me peace more than anything. Um, so, yeah, um, I went on a, I guess, self-love slash healing journey. It sounds very hotepi and very basic, but... I know it's my type of thing. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that the world is actually getting to love themselves. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I, I just hate when people try and capitalize off it. I mean, make your bag, make your bag, make your bag. <laughs> but I, I hate when people try. I hated that people. Some people are trying to capitalize off of it without genuine intention. You know, um. But one of the best examples of like going through a self-love journey and stuff like that are these two podcasts. I hate to mention them because they're not gonna pay me for this. But two podcasts that have really helped with helped me in that journey of my self discovery have definitely been um, uh, the Self Love Fix by Beatrice mm-hmm. Kamau on Spotify. I think she's on all platforms, but yeah. yeah. And then in hindsight, 
and then this balanced black girl or something like that. But hindsight is my hindsight favorite. is the plug. Hindsight is the plug. Also, because they shot sick and simple, like ugh, love Heinz. But yeah, so um, that's one of the things. And basically, I went on this journey, whatever. I'm still going through it, whatever. Um, and what it's made me do. Or how how I speak to myself now, I speak to myself with a lot more kindness, a lot more mm. gentleness. Except when my overachiever side peaks in, it's very violent. Um, <laughs> it can give me a lot of overthinking and anxiety, and I'm mean to myself sometimes because I am an overachiever. Um, and there's nothing wrong with being an overachiever. It just sucks when you also have anxiety and you're an overachiever. Then yeah. you're just screwed right yeah but now I'm, I have a lot of a lot of patience with myself like I, I set goals I make goals I set intentions and I give them to the universe I give them to God I just say you know what these are my goals this is what I want to do but I'm not going to fixate my life on this very thing I need to live my life beyond that mm. so I'm a very patient person with myself now ever since like trying to learn how to love myself and you know what sucks though about self-love is that people tend to think that you're very either nonchalant or you don't care or you're you're selfish for some reason because you you tend to choose yourself sometimes over Mm -hmm. other things um and I've had to learn to be at peace with that because I've found friendships and bonds where people actually accept me for who I am and they find beauty in the fact that I know how to put myself first um and I know how to like I don't overreact to things. I don't get angry. Like I, I, people always say, "You're so nonchalant," and I'm like, "No, I just don't let it like rule my life." Like mm. if something has made me upset, I give myself the space to be upset about it, whatever. But if it's not in my control, I get touched about it and I keep it pushing because there's nothing I can do. There's mm. really nothing I can do. So that's why I say that it's it has made a lot of peace in my life because um, now I never. I never, I, I set goals and intentions, but never um, unrealistic expectations, you know? So yeah. I can easily say that I want to do A, B, C, and D. And I know I'll do it. I'll just never fixate my entire life onto doing those four things when there's other things to do in life. Like those things will happen. Those things will come to fruition, but my life shouldn't That's revolve around it. Yeah, so um, definitely I speak to myself in a lot, in a, in a way that is a lot kinder, a lot more patience, a lot more understanding. Like I understand that Khadija, sometimes you're going to get anxious and you struggle with mental health. So sometimes you're going to have a mental breakdown and you're going to be in a slump and you're going to be demotivated and you're not going to be at your peak at all times. And that is okay. Like I constantly have to remind myself that that is okay. It is perfectly fine to procrastinate for a week if you're not okay up here. If your mental mm-hmm. is not okay, nothing else will be okay. So why expect yourself to be able to handle everything else? It's not realistic. Sorry. That's so true. You know? And I used to like, so, yeah. I genuinely used to bully myself. Like no one was a bigger bully to me than me. Mm. Especially, mm-hmm. like you said, like when you're a perfectionist with anxiety, you really just become such a huge thing to yourself and it's so disgusting yep and I feel like entering like I feel like we're we're entering a space where we're becoming consciously um aware of the energy of love I feel like love is it's this energy that just makes us aware of what's happening and becoming consciously Mm -hmm. aware of it myself it's allowing me to be like okay wait calm down breathe you've done really well 
and it's okay for you not to do that high level of performance as you did last week. Mm. This week, you can just chill, like relax, calm down. Yeah. The world is still going to move. You're still going to go on. And whatever it is you set yourself to achieve, you'll still achieve it. I remember like mm-hmm. being younger. And I think like as kids, you're naturally in an energy of love. Um, and then you go through a space where like, I think like during adolescence, where you kind of forget that and you're running on an energy of ego. And now we're kind of going back into like that childhood energy of love. But being a kid, I remember like, I think Cotton On had just opened up. And then, um, and like Cotton On was really, really pricey when it like just opened up. Not that it's not as pricey, but like then when it just opened up, it was like super pricey. I remember like going, driving past Cotton On with my mom and like all the kids where I went to school, like all the kids just were super snobby and majority of them just had way too much money. But, you know, like, guys, it's Stellenbosch. What can I, there's nothing I can do about that. I remember yeah. I told mom, oh my goodness, mom, I also have to shop the cotton on. I also have to like all the other kids. And I was like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen, unfortunately. But something in my head, I remember like just saying to him, be like, look, I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, ma'am, but I'm going to own clothes from cotton on. Like, it, it was a big deal, I think, because it just opened up. Really? So I was like, ma'am, I don't know what to tell you. And she looks at me, she goes, you're so delusional sometimes. And I was like, no I'm not I'm just really well supported I didn't know what leg I had to stand on to say this I didn't know <laughs> I just felt like really good saying this and it just felt like there was like a yeah. really happy energy around it and mm. like I remember like after that like and I like now I have close because I was like oh, whatever you know but mm. then like when you enter into a phase of like ego you know and for me when I entered into like a phase of ego especially when I was like also like growing like suffering really badly from like like mental like issues as well like I remember my mm. mom being like you're delusional and obviously like her thing is that it wasn't like to harm you or anything but like when you're in that phase of ego you're like oh my goodness look how delusional you are you really think that you're going to be able to achieve these things and really yeah no you can't like and you're calling me insane you're calling me exactly and now like I've entered back into a space of love and it's kind of like I'll take that delusion anyway please and thank you you know how much fun it is <laughs> Be delusional, be delusional, be delusional. Like, for example, ugh, I hate talking about this because I still it, it still doesn't feel real, right? Mm-hmm. But for example, in my trip, the beginning of the year, I said I want five distinctions. And let me tell you something about high school, man. Yeah. High school, I played around in school grade eleven. I really played, like, because I told myself that I'm going to use high school for fun, academic achievement is not that important like in primary school i was getting all the accolades all the first places and all that nonsense and like okay great but in a week that never matters to anyone right Mm -hmm. so until grade 11 until i was like okay i need to get into university i need to get it together you know then i started doing really well in school and it surprised some of my teachers but it was just like, guys, I literally just chose not to care about school. If I wanted to do anything, I could. I just chose not to, right? So then I got to my trick. I said I want five distinctions. Cool. Um, everyone was just like, yeah, as long as you do well, we're going to be proud of you. Like, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Obviously, with the thought that, but you know, the whole of high school, you've been playing around. And I said, sure guys but i'm getting my five distinctions like i don't give a damn and then when i got my everyone like my parents brag about it to this day like to this day to this day they talk to friends like yeah 
and if I'm around, I'm like, yeah, here's the five distinction, babe. And I'm like, guys, it's not that deep. Like, it's really not that deep. But that's also because I had said that to myself a long time. Like, I said it a long time ago. Like, of course, I, I said it. Like I said, I'm going to give my five distinctions. Y'all thought I was delusional. I wasn't delusional. I knew I could do it. Like, <laughs> like who was going to stop me? Truly, who was going to stop me from getting them? No one. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. so I think being delusional is very important. It's very important, especially for self-love. Obviously, like, it's it's great to be delusional and still have um, logical thinking because mm-hmm. I'm personally one of those people. Like, I will think about things realistically and logically. And if there's an element of delusion that can be fit fit into that, oh, I'm including it for sure. For sure, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. It's crazy, like, for me, like, my delusion they never seem illogical. Ah. Does that make sense? Why not though? I don't know. It just doesn't, like, it just seems like it should yeah, naturally they, be that it does, way. but like, why not? Why don't they seem logical? No, like, they never seem illogical. They seem very logical. Like, it seems like that should be, that's how it should be. I don't understand why there should be an argument against why that should happen. Like, when, like, I remember... Oh, it should never be, it should never be scientific. Delusion is delusion is delusion. Like, okay, like, it's delusion. It's, it's delusion. Fine. I learned it from my mother. The same person was like, you're delusion. You're the same person who taught me how to be. And I keep saying this and I keep laughing at it like with her about it. Be like, you're the person who taught me how to be delusional. Because in high school as well, I used to always think to myself, oh my goodness, you're so lucky. You always get what you set yourself out to get. I was like, no, it's, it's, like, it's not luck per se. It's just leaving like, I'm giving out good energy and I'm giving out love into these things. If you set an intention and you believe it, of course it's going to happen. Exactly. So it's got nothing to do with, and I keep trying to say this to people, like it's got nothing to do with like, like you don't have to limit yourselves into goals. If you tell yourself that you want the greatest love story ever and you put that energy out there, I promise you, you will get back the greatest love story ever. If you tell yourself that, you know what, I want a Mercedes and you're putting that energy with absolutely no room for doubt. That's exactly what you're gonna get back, but and I feel like also that also reminding yourself that there has to be no room for doubt. Like actually, just being like, I'm gonna be crazy delusional to believe that I'm gonna get saved. Don't ask me how. Don't exactly. ask me where. Don't ask me who. But watch. No matter who gonna be says here. what, when, the keys are gonna be here. Mm. And I feel like that's that's the beauty of like what I've seen love do for me. Like mm-hmm. allowing myself to unrelentlessly believe in myself and believe in what's possible for me you know because so many people have said that no you can't do this you can't do that you have to focus on this you have to be able to do that it's like but I love all of these things and that's why I'm able Mm -hmm. to do all of these things and these things are able to work for me in return you know what have you seen love do for you in your life teach me Mm. love has taught me um in terms of parental love i don't have the 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 the, the general uh, quote unquote traditional kind of parental structure mm-hmm. i was mainly raised by women my dad was in my life for sure but um for a lot of my childhood i was raised by women my grand my aunt and my mom and now i have a stepmom so in my life i've always had a motherly love kind of structure and that has been the best form of love for me. And that is where I've learned to love as well, more than anything. Um, so love ha- has taught me 
so much. I, I, if I could list it down, like there's no, there's no way. The list is endless, right? Mm. But more than anything, that like paternal love. I mean, parental love has taught me how to. I think it has taught me an forgiveness, forgiveness, um, and understanding, and um, yeah. So in that, it has translated to being to me being able to make good friendships. Mm-hmm. That that foundation of parental love has done for me the kindness of having really good friends. That I know you can never count on a person fully but I can count on my friends fully because they have been there through all the highs, the lows, the in-betweens, like that kind of love has taught me how to make good friends. And, and, and it's never been, for me, my greatest friends have always happened for me organically. There's never been a forced situation of, hey, let's be friends. It always <laughs> been, yeah, we're friends. Like just naturally, it happens naturally, organically. So that's one of the things that, um parental love has done for me and love and friendships has taught me to hold a really high standard that my actually my standards aren't too high my standards are not too high because if a person wants to show up for you they will and it has taught me to accept that sometimes people can't show up for you because they need to show up for themselves and you can never fault you can never fault them on that you know um so it's definitely been one of those things when it comes to my friendships that my standards are not too high. And for me, an element of the relationships I have with my friendships, I have, I have that expectation for my romantic relationship that mm-hmm. if you can't love me better than my friends, oh no, baby, you gotta go. Like, <laughs> you gotta go. If you can't beat my friends, you gotta go. Because let me tell you something. If I'm at rock bottom, my friends show up like this with, snap of a finger snap of a finger immediately my friends show up you know mm. and if they don't have the space to do so they let me know they're very open and honest it's if i'm going through it and my friends are going through it we bond in the sense that you know we're going through it and i love you and, I, and you love me and we're going to get through this mm. i'm sorry that i can't be your shoulder to cry right now but i need to cry myself so you know and i understand that it's it's very easy to understand so yeah but in romantic relationships listen i'm not going to say every single relationship i've been in even though i've been in two has been bad um i've been in updated okay in case anyone i know (laughs) updated yes but real relationships i consider two of them right Mm. and in this i think i've learned that um there is no true relationship without being in love with your best friend your partner needs to be your, your best, best friend. friend. I'm not saying that they should be the only person you turn to. Obviously, you have your own best friend outside of that. You have your own friend groups. You have, yeah. But you need to be in love with your best friend more than anything. And having that, I think, yeah, the lesson out of that or what it's done for me is that I've gained true friendship. And let me tell you something. People say that don't be friends with your exes. I get it. Okay, cool shop. Y'all, are, y'all just have trauma. Like, that's y'all what y'all are because so I'm really really close well not really really extremely like tight but like I'm close with one of my exes and and it's because we are best friends more than anything in our relationship like if she's going through something or something's not grand like she can easily like confide in me but not not in the sense that I'm the first person she goes to no in the sense that you know maybe something will be wrong and I'm like hey you okay like whatever and she can tell me like no ABC is going on and, 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 and I can give her a word of advice for cool whatever and if you happen if we happen to be in the same space 
it's never awkward. Like mm-hmm. that's still my mate. That's still my yeah. home. That's still my homie. Like we're actually cool with one another. And there is like no element of bad blood yeah. or I hate her or she hates me. Like that's my mate. Like mm-hmm. and nothing, nothing's gonna change that. Like I've never hated her. She's never hated me. And even when we broke up, there was never a foundation of if you, if you, I'm done with you. Yeah. To take. Yeah. It was sad. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. But it was never. It was never too sour. It was sour yeah. because it was heartbreaking, but it was never sour in the sense that, yo, bro, I never want to see your face ever again. You know, it was never that deep. So yeah, I think love has love has given me a lot of unbreakable bonds, mm-hmm. and it has taught me how to how to just be open to love as well. Like it's it's taught me to just be open, be open, be vulnerable. Don't don't think you're a scorer all the time because you're not and it's okay yeah. you're a sensitive gangster man and that's okay <laughs> that's fine yeah. that's perfectly okay so for my final my final question then we have little Khadija sitting right next to you in the room you know when you're looking at her in my childhood home in my in, childhood in your home. childhood home little Khadija is sitting next to you right so when you're looking at them right literally <laughs> what do you wish like what are you saying to them about what you've come to really understand about love now that you want them to carry with them then I think that love is going to make you sad sometimes yep love is going to make you really sad sometimes and it sucks it sucks it really sucks but don't lock away that sadness because you think that you have no right to mm. in the sense that and and i think okay then for a smaller Nyana backstory my like childhood heartbreak i guess definitely came from my parents mm. um and because you love your parents you think you're not allowed to be mad at them or disappointed in them or hurt by them because you love them and they love you there's no way that could happen right that's what you tell yourself as a kid but and then you shut down and lock down these emotions because you you don't think you're allowed to have them or feel them and my my message to younger me is that it's okay to be angry with them Mm. um it's okay to be angry with them and still love them it's okay to be disappointed in them and still love them. Just because you're disappointed in them, it doesn't mean now you must hate them. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's love isn't always pretty. Love is not always going to be pretty. It's not always going to be roses and sunflowers. It's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. Love gets dirty. Love gets messy. Love gets painful. No matter who it's coming from, who you're getting it from, who you're receiving it from, who you're giving it to, love can get very nasty (laughs) like it can get dirty man and and that's what makes it better in the long run that's part of the thing that makes it better in the long run that it builds even if you choose to work on those things that once hurt you and were once dirty and were once um painful it both it makes things better in the long run and you need to be patient you need to be patient with yourself young one you need to be very patient with yourself and Give yourself the space to 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 feel no matter what kind of emotion it is you're not only allowed to feel happy emotions 
because that's also what sucks about having been the always happy child you, you're not given the space to get sad or emotional or the only thing you're allowed to feel is the happy emotions and the joyful ones and the must mm. always be a ball of energy you know mm. um that's a that's something i would definitely tell my younger self that it's okay for you to want to be alone and sad sometimes okay so there's nothing wrong with it um and i think i think that um another thing that this young one should understand that love is one of the most beautiful things on this earth and never let anyone take your ability and your willingness to love away from you and i tell that to myself now too actually <laughs> i tell that to myself now too girl are you crying Shut up. <laughs> adding on to that you know also being like love allows you to feel because you allow mm. you are allowed to feel all these exactly. other wonderful emotions that come with love and Khadija, thank you so much for joining us on the real tea on self-love um, thank you know, so we much like to remind you, our guests and our listeners that you are blessed, you are favored, and you are highly favored. And you are loved. And you are loved. Okay. You are so loved. Amen. <laughs>